You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This holiday, give a gift that's worth the envy. With Angel's Envy Bourbon, finished in port wine barrels, Angel's Envy is a Kentucky straight bourbon that's versatile enough to be served neat on the rocks or in your favorite holiday cocktail. So shake up tradition this season and give a gift that will be the envy of any bar cart. Angel's Envy. Worth the envy. Please drink responsibly. Copyright 2023. Angel's Envy. Bottled by Louisville Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every touchdown, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a 99-yard pass to score a touchdown or a fumble in the first minute of the game. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A podiatrist will tell you about your feet. A physical therapist will analyze your gait. A psychologist will help you manage your anxiety. But what if your walk affects your hip alignment and the loss of movement affects your mental health? The body is connected in unseen ways. That's why our doctors work together to care for all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan of the Mid-Atlantic States Incorporated, 2101 East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Welcome back yet again to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am your host, Mike Bivens. Along with my co-host Reese. Reese, how are you doing, man? Doing good, man. Uh a great win. Uh a great game from the White Powell. Crazy. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. And you know, uh <laughs> on a normal week, we would get straight into that game just because of the high coming off it. But if you didn't check the calendar, it's the end of the month, and it's time for our third Mavs Outsiders panel. And this time we actually have three insiders um three people in the in the state at least of texas i'm not 100 percent sure where everybody is so 
let me introduce our guests. I have, first of all, my man, Jay Bonnie from the Buckets and Beyond podcast. Yes, um, I have to ask you, first of all, how are you doing tonight, Jay? Man, I'm doing fantastic. I've had a beautiful day, man. I'm a huge Mortal Kombat head. And that movie came out <laughs> yesterday. Like, literally, I play that game almost every day. And, uh, like, like from a young age, I've loved Mortal Kombat. So that movie came out today. And I loved every second of it, dude. So okay. after that, I got to see this amazing Mavs game. And now I get to be on bibs. I get to be on outsiders, bro. Like, ecstatic. <laughs> on the moon right now. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, y'all. I appreciate you for including us in that. Um, but yeah, they. I felt like they did their thing on the Mortal Kombat movie. Like they they paid homage to the games. They gave you the crazy finishers. Like it, they did their thing. Lots of cues to the games and everything. Mid. Yeah. <laughs> Man, look. We'll get into that on, on another time. Uh, Jay, I do got to ask you while I have you. I've, I've always wanted to. I don't think I have. In your Avi on Twitter, it looks like you're on stage. Do you do comedy? Yes, yes. That um, that picture was taken at my very first show. Um, I've done probably a few hundred open mics. And and really, I, I, I'm really just an open micer. I'm not like going on tour. Hey, man. Lying everywhere. I'll have a, you know, I'll have my name on a poster in the Metroplex every few months type thing you know like just very open micro thing um may 14th i'm actually doing a show on grand prairie roast and flow look it up roast and flow grand prairie i'm gonna be there um, awesome see your boy um yeah yeah so i was taking my first show i was in fort worth in 2017 that's an old picture but it's one of my favorite <laughs> pictures ever man just because like that was such a huge moment that was when i really understood comedy that's you dope. open mics, you like, you know, you you write a routine and you're like, you're kind of just like, man, what am I doing, man? Like, these open mics suck. Like, people aren't listening to me, blah, blah, blah. Like, like, <laughs> I got five minutes of just talking. Like, and then you finally get invited to do a show and then you get up there and then you're just, you're just like firing, firing at everybody. And like, you're seeing people crack up, like bang on the table. And you're just like, wow, okay, I get it now. Like, I'm really like speaking to these people. Like, they're really, you know, I'm really sharing, you know, I'm really sharing my stuff and people are listening. Um, you know, it's a, yeah, yeah. So I do stand up. I'm also the bassist for the, a band Tongue and Cheek. They're a punk band oh, out of McKinney, Texas. So um, it's not Tongue and Cheek. It's Tongue in Cheek. It's just the letter <laughs> in. It's kind of weird, you know. But um, yeah. So uh, music, comedy, hoops. That that's me. All that's that's awesome, man. Um, I, I didn't know you were doing all that. You busy man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I need to promote it more, but you know. Trying working on sharpening my skills a little bit. I respect and, uh, Yeah. All right. So Jay and I did the uh the pirate radio together on the locker room app a while back. Had a lot of fun. So definitely glad to be able to bring Jay onto the Outsiders podcast. Um next on the list, I had to get Mavs Marie on the pod. I feel like I haven't heard you on any podcast before. Uh first of all, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. It's so weird um yeah but I'm super excited to be on here I haven't really it's it's strange being known as like Mavs Marie it's <laughs> it's a weird thing because I'll have um you know my friends come up to me and they're like Mavs Marie and I'm like what <laughs> but you know me as someone completely different um so it's really cool being on here though and you know being able to actually talk to people who understand my deep love for this team Exactly. And that, that's 100% why I have the podcast. I mean, I live in South Carolina. There's not a lot of Mavs fans around me. So uh, you guys on Twitter are pretty much all I got. So uh, mm-hmm. thank you. I do have to ask you about the bio, though. 
Uh, well, oh I, my god! <laughs> yeah, what about it? What's the bio? So, so uh, Luke, Luca's forgotten girlfriend and Maxi side piece. How how are we feeling about? <laughs> okay. First of all, let's, oh, oh, you're a double agent. <laughs> so it's super funny whenever Luca, like I was discovering him when he first came to the team, and I was like, "Who's this Luca?" You know, um, I found out that his girlfriend, his actual girlfriend's name is Anna Maria. And my real name, like my full name is Anne-Marie. And I'm like, oh my God, I can make something of this. <laughs> and so that's kind of where the uh, forgotten girlfriend kind of comes in. Because I'm like the Americanized version of Luka Doncic's girlfriend. <laughs> and I just kind of rolled with it. And it came off well, I guess. And then with Maxi, you know, he started hitting those threes. And you can't help but fall in love with that sweet charming face that is Maxi Kleba so <laughs> you know what I, I love that there's a deeper story than just Lucas cute and I want to put that in my yeah. bio <laughs> yeah of <laughs> course and like and a lot of people don't know that Anne-Marie is my real name they just kind of right. know it's Mavs Marie or just Marie but uh yeah that's kind of like the funny part of sharing almost the same name so awesome. maybe one of these days I can step in that <laughs> role, but <laughs> maybe not anytime soon. Maxie's Definitely single, respect. Right? Isn't Maxie single? Luca's uh, not a girl, but Maxie yeah. is single, but I am not. So I don't think it's working uh, that well. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was hoping you're gonna shoot your shot. And I don't know. <laughs> that would be like his I mean, moment. I'll, I'll shoot my shot because it's fun to just play the game with them, but <laughs> it's all it's, it's all game. It's fun until until it's not a game, right? Um, exactly. <laughs> all right, and then finally, last but not least, my man Isaac. Uh, how you how you pronounce your last name, Isaac? Uh, Appelt. So you gotta put put the the the, the emphasis on the app, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's that, I got to change that in my head because I've definitely been pronouncing it differently. But uh, Isaac, definitely a passionate fan. Always enjoy interacting with you on the timeline. Glad to have you here. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, nothing much to say, really. I'm going to college for journalism right now. Um, I'm writing for a Mavs fan site, so that's a lot of fun. And, yeah, I just like going on Twitter, interacting with Mavs fans, keeping it light. You're not going to tell us the name of the site? <laughs> oh, it's it's linked in my bio. It's the MFFLs. All right, we got to work on your promo game, brother. Okay. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Same with plugging. I do it all the time. <laughs> you got you to gotta, you gotta get that that uh, that shame away from your, your mind. Just 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 do it. You got you to gotta put it out there. The, the more you say it, the easier it gets. Um, I'm, still, I, I'm still young. I'll get better. <laughs> I, I do have to ask you about another thing, though, because I'm a bio reader. Your bio says that you are a second degree black belt, which means yes, your hands are certified. <laughs> yeah. So if we, if we squared up, are you dusting me off? Hypothetically. Yes, he is. I mean, the first thing that, I, the first thing that you learn in karate is to never fight unless you absolutely have to. See, so... Exactly. I wouldn't square up unless you were like actively <laughs> threatening me. <laughs> and then, then it would be, how long do you think it would take you to drop me? Just, just curious. Um, well, I'm more of a kicks person in my hands. So I can mm. throw a head kick in about a second. So that? that's what I would try. Wow. 
I can't have the viral video of me getting kicked in the head, so I'm gonna leave. I need to see that. Honestly, that would knock him out. <laughs> if I show up in Dallas with the Optimus Bibbs voice going, please kick me. Round <laughs> I'll send y'all some clips of me fighting after this recording. Awesome. Yes. awesome. Hell yeah. His feet rated E for everyone. <laughs> awesome. So once again, everybody, thank you for joining us. Um we're actually going to try something for the first time on our panel. So you guys get to be the pioneers. Uh, Reese, mm-hmm. you, you actually drew up a little game for everybody. So why don't you tell us what this game is? Because I, I don't even know myself fully. So introduce the game, set it up, and let, let's get it going. Well, I actually did tell you about the game, but you're kind of, so. <laughs> um, it's really simple. It's really simple. Uh, you're just guessing that player. I'm calling it who that is. A little bit of Ebonics. Uh, I'm calling it who that is. You guessed the player. Uh, I give out, I'll give out some stats. I'll give out some clues that I'm sure won't give away who the player is. You guessed the player correctly. Uh, since this is a Mavs podcast, I'm uh, doing Mavs players, probably some forgotten Mavs players or players you don't think of as soon as you think of the Mavs. Uh, I didn't go with any player before the year 2000. Sorry, Bibbs. You're the only person who was watching around that time. Probably. You know what? <laughs> um, I got this from a friend of mine, Josh, on Twitter, at uh, Josh Got the Juice. So shout out to him. Uh, so it's simple. Uh, Bibbs is going to play along too. Uh, he's old. He's been around the chopping block a bit. So uh, you make another old joke. We're going to start bringing out the short jokes. Okay, you're right. My bad. Uh, <laughs> so. I'm going to start with, uh, let's see. Let's start with this player. Wait, 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 wait. So are we just jumping in when we when we get the, when we figure it out, or are we going whoever. in a line? No, 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 no. It's whoever blurts it out first. Bet. Right. Okay. Whoever blurts it out first. Uh, I may keep track of who has the most uh, guesses. I might cash up you $5 after this. After the podcast. Oh, we got some money on it now. Okay. Don't hold me to that. Do not hold me to that. There's money involved. (laughs) My competitive side about to come out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this first player spent 10 total seasons with the Dallas Mavericks, has one all-star appearance in his career for the Dallas Mavericks. Josh Howard. Jason Kidd. No. Jason Terry. No. Damn, Michael Finley. No. He's averaged a total of eight points in his seasons with the Mavericks and 10 points for his career. Eric Dampier? No. Damn it. Mm -hmm. Sean Bradley? No. Uh, uh... I'll give you a hint. I'll give you another hint. J.J. Barea? Huh? J.J. Barea? No, I yes, said he had the all-star appearance. <laughs> I said the all-star appearance is throwing me off. Yeah, yeah. It must not have been with the all-star appearance in his career did not come with the Mavs. Yeah, it must not have been with the Mavs. Mm. Nick the Quick, no, he scored more than that. Not Jason Kidd. Played 10, ten years with the Mavs, but those 10 seasons were not consecutive seasons. Right, right. Oh, 10 years with the Mavs. Okay, I was thinking 10 years total, so I was thinking people that were out of the league early. 
10 points is throwing me off too because he played 18 total seasons in the NBA. Damn. Vince uh, Cart, no, he didn't play long enough. Steve Nat, no, no, no. He was in, no. Why do I want to say Stoudemire? <laughs> yeah, why? Well, no, I feel like he scored you know. more too. But I don't think he played that long. 18 years. He Bogut? started on the map. Uh, Andrew Bogut? No. Dang. He spent 10 years. Gotta be oh, Jason right, Kidd. Right, it's gotta be right. Jason Kidd. It's not Jason Kidd. This dude oh. that made up a player. This is some bull. <laughs> it's a very well-known Maverick. When I say the name, if y'all don't guess it. Well-known probably... Maverick? Yes. Sean Marion. Give us some more time. Oh, uh, I was no. going to say Sean Marion. Not Sean Marion. Anton Jameson. It's not Anton Jameson. Tyson Chandler? Not Tyson Chandler. Duh. This player <laughs> has played for two Western teams and two Eastern teams. Antoine Walker? No. I'm just naming random people now. Karan Butler. Rajon Rondo. Nick Van Exel. Not Rajon Rondo. <laughs> no, nah, Karan Butler was a bucket getter. Come on, man. This is I'm I'm tripping right now. Nick Van Exel. You say Tim Legler? <laughs> Keith <laughs> Van Horn. No. Uh, I want to say that Tony I was gonna Dumas? say this next get. I was gonna say this next um hint, but it might give it away. We need it. <laughs> when you say started for the Mavs, what does that mean? He was drafted by the Mavericks. No, he started for the Mavericks. Oh, he, he was he was on the he, he was a starter. Yes. Okay. Okay. I was, okay. Um, but years actually. Man, can we get a position? Uh, I probably can't give you the position because it'll give it away now. Okay. Um, the All Star oh, Sam Dallenbear. No. Damn. No, wait, you said he played 10 years with the Mavs, so that can't be it. 10 years is a long time. He was the yeah, it really is. He was the fifth overall pick in the NBA draft. Uh, I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Don't cheat. No, I'm not gonna Google. I just need to like list of like it, all Mavs players ever. Like I'm well, running that's out of cheating. That's cheating. That's that's cheating. cheating. Don't do that. No, oh, Google. No, Google. Cheating. All right, I'm, I'm out of guys. Oh, he went to his the college he went to was Wisconsin. Bro, this Devin is not Harris. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Devin. Christ. It's Devin wow. Harris. Wow. Yeah. Damn it. I, I didn't think he was an all-star. Yeah, yeah he was. He was the all-star with the New Jersey Nets after, yeah, after he left we, the Mavs. Wow. He went to the all-star game and people thought, oh, that was a dumb trade. Hint I was going to give, I was going to say he played on one of the championship teams. But that I don't know if that would have been enough. <laughs> that's I don't good, know. That's really good hints, though. We should have. If, if I say ten he years started, is a long time, Devin I Harris can't believe it. Nobody thought Devin Harris down too. We It was if the I said he started for the Mavs and then said he played on one of the championship teams. Somebody would have guessed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That would have limited the the pool. Yeah. Okay. That was actually I wasn't expecting y'all. To... That was good. That was good. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's... Who got it, Marie? 
Yeah, Marie I got did. Right, Marie's on time. I, right. I'll be honest, I'm a big Devin Harris fan. Like he was my <laughs> go-to. I mean, original when we went to the championship for the first time, I was obsessed. I mean, <laughs> I have his jersey and I still wear it obsessed. Oh I God. love it. I'm not gonna lie, I was a huge Devin Harris fan. Uh, I love him. Okay, so all right, who's next? <laughs> okay. Isaac said he need that money. <laughs> I'm, I'm competitive. I gotta get it. Like. <laughs> okay, this player has six total All Star appearances in his career. He played for two teams in the West, two in the East, and spent one season with the Dallas Mavericks. Amari Stoudemire, Ray John Rondo. Jesus Christ, Isaac. All right. Got it. Uh, I got it. Let's go. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> okay. All right. Next. <laughs> that was the complete opposite of the first one. Complete opposite. Okay. This player has spent 16 total seasons in the NBA and spent one season with the Dallas Mavericks, where he averaged 11 points. Five assists. Jose Calderon. All right, you know what? <laughs> Damn. That was it. Since, since y'all want to guess the easy ones, now I now that I was, got that was easy. That was easy. Want to do this? That was easy. That was that was that seemed like a pure yeah, guess. That was a half court shot. Just throwing yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. No, I wanted I wanted Jose Calderon on the mask for like. 15 years that's why that one year, fun to watch that's why that one year guess that i get my next guess that i gave was going to be oh he once led the league in 98 percentage from the free, free throw, throw yeah that definitely would have did it yeah but since y'all guessed those two in a row i kind of got to go with the hard ones now i'm sorry <laughs> all right let's do it <laughs> okay so let me see let me count this right just make sure i'm right all right this player has spent 13 total seasons in the NBA. Spent one season with the Dallas Mavericks, but not a full season. No all-star appearances. DeAndre Jordan. No. Doug McDermott. <laughs> no, but that's a good guess. <laughs> 13 years? Yes. And the way you said it made it sound like they might be active. Corey Brewer? Not currently active in the league. Dang. Oh, not currently. Now, Corey Brewer was here more than one year. How long did you say? Oh, okay. One year. My bad. Uh, they spent one year but didn't. Not a full year. Not a full year. With this season. Wait, Peja? No. Dang it. We traded for him. He was on the, I'll, I'll put it like this. He was on the team for the full year, but he did not play the full year. What? Karan Butler? No. Dang it. You just basing that on games played that year? He had 38 games that year that he played. Okay. Okay. He did not go to college. I'm going to let somebody else get 13 years is not enough. I was going to say. Delonte West? No. No, he went to college. Just kidding. What's his name? Uh, Gerald Green? Yes. Nice. 
nice. I couldn't think of his first name. <laughs> it was killing me. You know what's funny? It's crazy that you guessed that. Forgot that Gerald Green fucking played for the Mavs until I looked this up. He was in honestly the, same. Wasn't he in the dunk contest uh, with us? No, I don't think it was with us, but he was in. It the was dunk with the uh, for sure. Was that with the Rockets? The Celtics and the Timberwolves. Okay, okay. I can't remember. I think I remember. I was excited about getting them, but yeah, that was. Uh, I only remember his one dunk with the Nets, where he did a windmill off an alley oop. That's what I remember I, him for. I remember him blowing the candle out. Oh That's yeah, one of my yeah. favorite dunks of all time. He ain't getting no. He ain't get enough love for that. Okay. Uh, next you one. You keep it track of the score. Yes, you have two. Marie has one. Isaac has one. Jay, you still with us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking shit? <laughs> Damn. Uh, this, this is how I am with a competition. I apologize. Okay. So, I respect it. Uh, this player spent one full season with the Dallas Mavericks, where he averaged seven points and six rebounds. Chris has, no. I was kidding. No, he Yuck. was killing it. He was killing it with us. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got the all-star bid. He has two total all-star appearances in his career. Oh, man. He is Lamar not Odom. No. Wait, who'd you yeah. say? <laughs> Lamar you say? Odom. Oh, no, 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 no. Not Lamar. For, forbidden names right there. Jan Mihimi? Darren Williams? No, he had two all-star Two all-star bids. Two all-star mm. bids. I thought he got those in Indiana. Sorry. Hell, Tyson Chandler? Not Tyson Chandler. Sean Marion. Nope, not Sean Marion. Okay, repeat the first two. Can you do that? <laughs> the first, what you mean? The first two clues. The, oh. the first two clues. He played 17 total seasons in the NBA. Okay. Oh. For the Dallas Mavericks, he averaged seven points and six rebounds. How many seasons? 17 total. 17? Only two, one with the Mavericks and two All Star bids. Yes, and you said career. points and rebounds. Got to be a David big man. David Lee, not David Lee, but that's a good guess. David Ooh. West. Ooh, wait, he didn't. I don't play think David Mavs, West did play for the Mavs. Yeah, I think oh. I think he did. I might be wrong. Spurs, brother. Yeah, Spurs. Oh damn. Uh, this might give it away. <laughs> get, get, uh, that was the number one overall pick. What? Did all of Candy ever play for us? Ooh. Was he all? He probably did, but I'm telling you, it's not all over Candy. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <clears throat> Seven and six with the Mavs. Number one pick. Former All Star. Bogut. Bogut. Not Bogut, but that is a very good guess. Man, Damn it. I was about to get mad if he stole Bogut after <laughs> one of <my laughs> earlier. Um, hmm. I, wait, you may not give it away if I say this. I, I'm, wait, don't pick. give it away. Okay. Number one picks. We should be getting this. His two all-star appearances came within the 2000s. Okay. Oh, geez. Seven and six with the Mavs, though. But he did not play for the Mavs in the 2000s. I thought you said all these were apps. See, you, you lied. <laughs> no, I said I didn't pick any player before the year 2000. What is, but you just said he didn't play. Oh, he didn't play for the Mavs in the 2000s, but he did play in the 2000s. Was yeah. he drafted by the Mavs or no? Vince Carter? No. Brand. 
Yes, Elton Brand. Yes. Oh, Elton Brand. Uh, El- Elton. Yeah. I loved him with the Mavs. Time out. What year did he come in the league? 1999, 2000. Got about him, bro. Nice. That's wild. Dang. Okay. I was four years old then. I don't know. I know who oh, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac wasn't alive. I don't think. I was negative one. Yeah, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let me try to. Okay, this should be a good one. Okay. <clears throat> Another former All Star. Okay. Played 17 total seasons in the NBA. Mm. Not a journeyman. I played a half season. A half season. Not even a half season. Oh my god! You know he played twenty three games for the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. Where he averaged seven points, four assists. Is this Rondo? I'm I'm not putting Rondo in this game. (laughs) Fair enough. 23 games sounded right. <laughs> oh, Jameer Nelson. Yes. Nice. Damn. Nice. I was saying Rondo gave it away. Timeout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of reminded me, like, put me in that time frame. Um, but hold on. How many points in assists? He averaged seven points and four assists. That's wild because he really was the key. You to it was more than that, right? Yeah, because he was, like, instrumental in what we were doing at that time. Okay. That's interesting because I was mad when we. I mean, after everything fell apart, I felt sorry for him because I was glad to see him on a good team finally. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. mad when it happened because I wanted Rondo. But... Exactly. <laughs> after after the fact, it was like, man, we really had a good thing going with Jameer. Okay. Another former All Star. Okay. Two All Star appearances in his career. All right. Played nineteen full seasons in the NBA. Vince Carter. No. Dang it. He played, <laughs> he played like 22, didn't he? He played. All right. He played three decades in the NBA. Okay. Okay. So he started He's in the. Dirk Nowinski. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I should have done Dirk and done it. This, that would have been crazy. That would have been good. But no, just two total all star appearances in his career. Okay. None of them came with the Mavericks. Yes. Who was it? Steve Nash. No, not Steve Nash. These all-star appearances came in the Eastern Conference. Okay. Just two. He did two total all-star appearances, right? Yes. His career started in the 90s, I assume. Yes. And crossed into past 2010. At least, yes. When did you play for the Mavs? In the two thousands. Man, there's so many people. Um, I'm gonna go Antoine Walker again. Very good, but no. Dang. <laughs> got them all pumped up. I thought he got it. Was I he? Probably... Was he on the 06 team? Ooh. <clears throat> Can you give that? Yes, he was. Oh. Ooh. Well, you just gave everybody a clue, so it is what it is. Was Jawan Howard on that team? You can't just say the name. Was it Jawan Howard? <laughs> no, it wasn't Jawan Howard. <laughs> Josh Howard. <laughs> no, it wasn't Josh Howard. Uh, you said the all-star bids were not with Dallas, though, right? No. 
you know Wayne had no all stars besides Dirk. So yeah. exactly, it's like that. Li- <laughs> that kind of limits the list. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Um, let's see what other. I'm just throwing out names. Let's see let's what see, other. I'm, I'm trying to tap back into that time frame. Like I, Jason I Kidd. Not Jason Kidd. Ugh. I already guessed him. He, and yeah, I think he was an all star with Dallas too. Um, two all stars. Tyson Chandler. Not Tyson Chandler. Oh. Darren Williams? Not Darren Williams. <sighs> that was a good. How long, how long did they play for the Mavs? Ooh. Hmm, I didn't give that guess. That's yeah, didn't you didn't. Okay. okay, my bad, my bad. Five uh, seasons. Oh, really? All right, so five seasons are between. Let me get the averages because I didn't give y'all that either. Thank you. <laughs> he averaged 12 points per game for the Dallas Mavericks. Jerry Stackhouse. Yes. Bro, uh, did I not say that? You said him earlier, but not this time. I don't think. <clears throat> I don't know. You got it run the tape. Opening up the lead. I'll uh <laughs> I'll be doing a uh I'll be doing well, a, uh what do they call it in football? A challenge. challenge. Uh, yeah, that was the play on that one. Uh, Roll the tape back. Follow, following the recording. <laughs> I wish that was an option. I really do. Cool, cool. Jerry Stackhouse. We'll, re- we'll review it when we uh, release the, the video. <laughs> or the audio, my bad. No video. No video. I might make this the last one just so it doesn't go on too I was about long. to say, how many you got left? Fair enough. How many have we done? A lot. Like five, I think, or four. It's got to be more than that. You ain't keeping track of the score. In like six, five, six. No, I got. You got Isaac has two, Marie has yeah. one, and Bibbs has three. So okay. It feels oh, like I gotta it's get this one. <laughs> All right, this is the last one. <laughs> well, I'll do one more in case if Isaac ties. All right. Uh, or if Marie gets another point, I might do some more. I got some more. <laughs> <laughs> this player. This is a running gag. Spent one season with the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. Played all 82 games. Okay. Averaged 15 points per game, four assists, and three rebounds. No Monta Ellis? No. No all-star appearances in his career. OJ Mayo. Okay. Game over. There it is. Good job. I forgot he played for the Mavs. Wow. Legend. (laughs) Son of a bitch. He got banned from the NBA, right? <laughs> I forgot his career kind of ended very abruptly. Well, yeah, he was he was on that stuff. He did it uh, twice, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what got him banned. It's tough. Mm. He plays for the Flying Leopards now. Ooh. Played for who? <laughs> in China. The flying in China, the Flying Leopards. Oh wow, that's pretty good cool. for him. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, sounds terrifying. I'm being honest. Uh, Records are already, excuse me, dangerous. But I think the next time I do this game, I might just do NBA players and not just Mavs players. Because to be honest, oh yeah, finding obscure Mavs players that people don't remember is hard. Mm. (laughs) We're an obsessed fan. I mean, that was pretty good, man. That was. You don't want it to be too hard, like I don't we, want it. Yeah, to be too you, you hard. stumped us on a few of them. Yeah, honestly, right. that was pretty good. Yeah, I honestly expected that Devin Harris one to be easy. That's why I started off with it. 
but <laughs> <laughs> we came out of the gate slow. Okay, we, we had to get lubed up to it, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what? What? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm what? You know what? <laughs> I uh, I didn't intend anything. Yeah. So, uh, now that the game is over, uh, lead us into the. <sighs> All right, so <laughs> transitioning terribly from the game. First of all, thank you, Reese. That was a lot of fun. Um, have fun dusting the floor with our guests. Wow. And um, wow. be glad to take on the next <laughs> batch of challenges. Y'all watch this, the show The Chase? No, Anybody heard of it? Mm-mm. It's like no. this really smart dude that like you have to try to beat him <clears throat> and nobody does. At what? Like trivia, there's random trivia. They ask questions and you have to try to beat them. And like the whole game, the first part of the game is you trying to gain points so that you get a certain amount of a head start ahead of him. Uh, And he has to like chase you down basically um, when they do the trivia head to head. So like I've seen a couple people beat him, but they have like huge head starts. But and he always makes it close. He just knows almost everything. He's crazy. But they call him the brain. You got to look up an episode or something. Uh, but that's me. I'm, that's me out here. I'm, I'm the Mavs brain. So, oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> subtly, uh, a little bit of humbleness there. But let's get into these game recaps. <laughs> the Mavs went three and zero this week after playing like straight cheeks last week. Uh, started with a W over the Detroit Pistons, and <clears throat> I'm gonna let the guests take it here first. Uh, Jay, what what were your thoughts since we haven't we haven't heard from you a while in a while uh, during that trivia game? Uh, what were your thoughts on that Detroit win? Uh, man, Detroit win was good. Um, I wish we had a, a better start. You know, like having hot starts is huge for the Mavs. Um, but you know, like we we did a decent job containing them. Um, I, I like the defense on that game. I think we did enough to beat them. Um, you know, not a not a high flying, high scoring game, I guess. But but right. um. You know, I'll, I'll, good dub for the Mavs, man. You'll like, take the W. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take the W. Um, you know, like I said, I think they could have improved on some things. Like, you know, I, I want to see us stopping teams like this, like the Pistons. But um, no, definitely, definitely. Uh, what about you, Isaac? I thought it was good. Uh, Jeremy Grant was scaring me in the first quarter. Um, he had like sixteen or something like that in the first, and I was like, "Oh, here we go, another All Star against the Mavs." But <laughs> No, we shut him down later, so that was good. Good win. Okay, okay. Marie? Uh, we won it. Was it as pretty as I wanted it to be because it's the Pistons? Absolutely not. And just being someone who's like anything that they do bad, I amplify it, and I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> um, I, it was really good to see them at least close the game out because it could have easily gone the other way if they kept on making the same mistakes they were at the beginning okay and you know i fall into that camp as well of amplifying the bad uh it's hard to not do that with how much we've been bad (laughs) over the Mm -hmm. years um like i said on the last pod like i wasn't always like this um this is what the team has made me so (laughs) uh reese reese you have any uh thoughts on the game uh, just a win we were supposed to get uh, kind of came out and did in this game what we should have done for like three of the games last week, but you know, I won't harp on that. Um, mm-hmm. It's the uh. Like Marie said, it was much closer than it probably should have been. But 
I won't be negative, Nancy. I won't come on and, you know, uh, talk negative on the team and a win. They went out, did what they were supposed to do, came away with the W, and we moved on to more difficult tasks. Yep. So <clears throat> one of the main things that happened in that Detroit game, besides us starting terrible in the first half, playing bad defense, and then pulling away late, was Maxi hurting his back uh, in the mm-hmm. game. And then later he uh, he missed the Lakers game the next game. Brunson, by the way, did play more minutes than Jay Rich in that Detroit game, like dramatically more, which was something I was oh. trying to keep an eye on. Um, so then we moved on to the Lakers game. The, the first Lakers game, I'll say. Uh, AD was trash. Uh, he was just shooting jumpers, making Dwight Powell look elite. Uh, speaking of Dwight Powell, he got the start. That was the big shakeup that the team discussed to the lineup. And we laughed at it, but two games in, it's looking like a brilliant move. Um, you know, it's really funny. Rick Carlisle does this thing, and it probably pisses all of us off, where he just tinkers. And yeah. we notice it, and it really just makes us mad because we're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> but when it comes down to it down the road and near playoffs and near the end of the season, it's like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. It's making sense. And it just magically comes together for him, which is crazy. But, you know, props to Rick Carlisle for at least getting some of the haters off his back these last couple games. Yeah, um, I do have to say one thing before we get back to praising the team. There were some very premature drum and takes in that first Lakers game. Agreed. (laughs) Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people were hopping on, talking about how trash he was, and then he ended up uh, <laughs> dominating the second half, ended up with like 14, 19, three steals and three blocks or something stupid. Um, I'm sorry to Andre Drummond that I made everybody in mass Twitter hate you. <laughs> I, I feel like you like lit, you like sparked it, <laughs> but like Kenny, like Kenny definitely, uh, Kenny fan the point. He poured it in. <laughs> an entire tanker of gasoline on it um, yes for sure can he like um, if 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 andre <laughs> drummond was a gas station kenny literally fired off bullets in the middle of the gas station <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh he'll never be the same again after what we've done to him um Mm-mm. Anyway, (laughs) but yeah, I want to go back to what Marie said. So last year, especially, it was very noticeable that what Rick apparently is trying to do during a regular season by throwing out all these random lineups, I guess, is collect data on what works against what type of lineups and when. So when he gets to the playoffs, he can have all the optimal matchups and whatnot. So at some point, I'm going to learn to shut up and just accept whatever he's trying to do. Uh, I have not reached that point yet, but it's hard. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so you're, like, you're like, what the hell with these minutes, especially with Jay Rich when you know <sighs> someone's really hot and they put someone who's just like, excuse Trash. my language, but complete ass. And it's like, what are you doing? It's incredibly frustrating, and you just have to like, you just have to wait it out. <laughs> I can't remember the last time we actually knew what our team starting lineup would be for majority of the season. Yeah. It's been some years. Uh, Long time. So in this game, KP had a strong performance early on. 
but then he rolled his ankle. Um, people immediately tried, oh, back to back. It you our ankle roll can happen to anybody at any time. I rolled my ankle taking the trash out this morning, like <laughs> playing a back to back doesn't have anything <laughs> to do with that type of injury. Um, it doesn't sound like it's serious. They did end up holding him out of this game, but uh, I think they're just kind of being careful with him more than anything. I, did anybody have like a flashback to last year with the injury when, when y'all saw him go down or, or was everybody pretty much chilling on that? Well, for the most part, I was chilling on it. I didn't, I didn't really ha- uh, expect too much, especially when you could kind of, t- uh, excuse me, kind of tell it was an ankle injury. Uh, nah, I didn't because the injury in the bubble, if I'm not mistaken, was a non was it non contact or was it contact? It was contact, but we didn't notice it when it happened. Like he didn't right. immediately react. Yeah, yeah, you played like three games on it. That's true. Shout yeah, he was. Yeah, he was initially playing through it. Not the KP, but no, I didn't panic at all. I didn't panic. I got a little worried yeah. just because you know it's legs and KP, but. I was never that worried. I'm yeah, panicking same. to this moment, bro. I'm panicking. I've, I've been panicking on KP. I tweeted in like, like, uh, not. I'm not gonna say October. It, it was early though, bro. It was like, like December, early, early in the season. I tweeted like, should we eat KP? Uh, you know when it was? It was right when Giannis signed uh, with the with the Bucks. Because at that point, oh, that extension, yeah, yeah. So yeah, because you know we were all building up to Giannis. We are, you know, that that was a fantasy in everybody's head. <laughs> Oh my um, gosh. Oh boy. Don't get me started on that. Yeah. So like so as soon as that happened, I tweeted, I was like, like, should we eat KP? Should we eat him? And then like the reaction <laughs> was like, what no? What you know, everyone was they were still like, no, bro, like we gotta believe in this guy. Da, da, da. But you know, the conversation has slowly shifted, you know. And and I and like I said from early on, I was kind of like, bro, this is not good. All right. Like he disappeared. We could have made it to the conference finals in the bubble, in the bubble playoff series. Yeah. Uh in the bubble playoffs. Mm-hmm. We could have when you look at it like that. I'm not going to say that was our year. I'm not going to say this is our year next year, whatever, you know, like I'm done doing all that. But, um, you know, KP is supposed to be our guy and he didn't show up. He got hurt. He's been hurt before he did. He's, you know, we saw this happen in the past. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like, this is what we got now. And, 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 you know, we're just, we're, you know, we're, we're investors trapped in a position, you know, we're trapped in an expensive position. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, when I see KP go down with an ankle, I am very relieved that it's just an ankle. Um, but you know, um, it's, uh, it's, it's not like this, is, this is what we got to deal with, man. Like another, he's, another he's brittle. reminder. He's yeah. brittle. He's yeah. brittle. I, he's big. He's tall. They're... That body type, the, the toothpick body type, the tall dudes, mm-hmm. you know, they're brittle. I, in my opinion. I think the real question is, yes, it's not that bad, but how long are they going to sit him out? Even though it's something minor. <laughs> so... And we'll get into this later, but we do have a back-to-back to start the week against the Kings and Warriors. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. there's a potential he maybe sits against the Kings. I would assume. I would just hope to the give Kings, him, yeah, yeah, just to give him like two games straight off. Um, Play against Golden State. Even if he was healthy, he probably wouldn't have played in both those games. Like, you know, exactly. Like yeah. they're gonna sit him out one anyway. Might as well sit him out the the consecutive one so his ankle has more time to recover. Um, but before- I do want to say I want to say one thing about KP though. That's okay. Right. Do you think? I, it just it annoys me to watch the Knicks fans on Twitter target <laughs> KP mm-hmm. every time he gets hurt. Like I just 
I can't stand it. Like, I ended my hatred of the Knicks pretty much a year ago. Like, I'm happy that they're doing well with Randall, and it just annoys me to see them. Every time he gets hurt, they're like, we won the trade. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, go off. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of talk like the trade was Randall for KP. Yeah, that's stupid. Which yeah, I yeah, they have this they have this whole pie chart drawn out. Like, I can't even follow it. Like, I, I don't get it. Oh yeah, like the the what happened with the results of the trade. Like, I don't. If you gotta yeah. do all that, like well, you gotta. What happened with the money and then the pick from the pick from the pick? I'm like, stop it. Like, <laughs> they're delusional. Oh my they god. They got this like the string board drawn up with like yes <laughs> to make the trade. Reminds me like that that gif of the guy waving his arms. Like it makes sense. Like, yeah, from uh. Every, what is it? Every, uh, sunny in Philadelphia. Sunny. I don't know. Yeah. Sunny. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't get it. Like... I don't get it. Like, um, they're the what four seed right now in the in the East? Four or five? I think like, so. Four. Yeah. Your, your new girl. Y'all are y'all are flourishing. Like, why are you still worried about your ex? Like, let it and go. Rand- Randall is playing an ass off. Like, he's playing so well. Right. Yeah. Focus like, on that. Like, about KP. Yeah, he doesn't want to hear about KP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Some> sweep us! <laughs> you know what? I'm not touching that. Um, <laughs> so, so we move forward to tonight. KP's out. Jay Rich comes up with a mysterious injury. Nobody's crying over him. Uh, Maxie's yeah. back, pun intended, because uh, he had a back injury. So that's what. That wow. Ring ring. Um. But the Mavs came out, you know, the first half looked rough. Luca was about to get thrown out the game. They were double teaming him. People were dropping passes left and right. Nobody could hit a shot. THJ was straight cheeks yeah. all night besides one shot. And uh, it looked ugly in that first half. Uh, there was more drum and bashing for no reason. And then in the second half, the vibe rate came through <laughs> the what the vibe rate the vi okay. the vib rat okay it's the vib rat yeah it's the vib rat the vib rat came through dwight powell dominant made andre drummond look like i'm not gonna make that joke <laughs> made, made andre, him look like me out there like made andre drummond look like that statue of shaq Outside the Staples Center, not the actual shack, but the <laughs> statue of him. It was a dominant performance. He had a head fake. He got he got Anthony Davis flying by on a head fake. He put oh he was putting people on post. It was crazy. <laughs> like I'm I having trouble. It. I'm having trouble putting in the work. Yeah. Everybody wax poetic on what we witnessed tonight. I'll start with Marie. Honestly, as a, this sounds so bad, as a longtime hater of Powell, and I don't mean that to be mean, um, it was just so refreshing seeing him, like, ball out like he did. Because, honestly, I want every single one of these players to do well for our team. Like, I want to see them win, and I want to see them, like, make their shots, play good defense, and just seeing him just with all those pick and rolls and all those dogs, it's like, come on, dude, go off, do your thing. And it was, it was really enjoyable. And it, it hyped me up. Like it got me really excited. Like this was the Powell that was 
getting his momentum going before his injury. And so um, it, it was really refreshing seeing him come back and knowing that, okay, once we get this whole lineup figured out with KP, I feel like it's going to be pretty dangerous, which is exciting. Okay. Okay. Jay, what you got? Man, um, the Lakers are a deep team. To me, uh, I'm a LeBron fan, so like, I, I watch the Lakers, and I'm you know I, I kind of watch LeBron. Right, I gotta classes, boot you. I gotta know. boot you. I gotta boot you. <laughs> Executive <laughs> decision. Oh boy, nah, you know I'm gonna set something up, baby. We're gonna have an ultimate. We're gonna, we're gonna get our swords <laughs> out one day, and we're gonna just, <laughs> we're gonna just hit, hit record and just battle. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, like. I think the Lakers have a lot of depth uh, there. I think they're a fantastic defensive team. The way they doubled against Luka, that was very effective mm-hmm. throughout the game. And, and, you know, you saw our guys didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to help. Uh, you know, saw passes getting dinged out of the way. So, you know, saw a lot of turnovers and little things here and there. You know, Luka was mm-hmm. kind of struggling with their defense, and, and they were really yeah. wearing us out. They were hustling, too. Like, these guys, the Lakers, man, they, they look like champs to me. They look like, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not this season, but they look like, they got some swag when they play, man. They they hustle out there. And um, the thing about Dwight Powell, though, <laughs> it's just, it sounds crazy because I'm a Dwight Powell hater, too. Um, obviously <laughs> not as of late, but... It's but, a therapy session right here. Yeah, man. Yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> Dwight Powell, as good as the Lakers' defense is, as, how, as stifling as their players are, Dwight Powell, to me, he, he figured them out. You know what I mean? Like, he mm-hmm. knows the way that Drummond's supposed to cover him and Dwight Powell kind of, you see him, you see him sort of know what, what Drummond's going to do. And Drummond doesn't know where the play is going to go. <laughs> and, 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 but, but the Lakers have this hustle. They have this whole thing that they got going on. And the Mavs really were kind of, um, you saw that high pick and roll play. Like that was really effective against them. And, and, and they didn't know what to do with that. So in, in Dwight Powell, you saw his confidence in his play today. And, yeah. and really last time they played, you saw his confidence like okay yeah like we have we have you know some some situations that we could cultivate that that trip them up and, and you know you saw him recognize that and their other and the lakers were getting flustered you know still running around you know hus- hustling their asses off and uh, mm. not quite uh catching on to that so i, I think dwight i think we saw some basketball iq from dwight powell uh you know he just what did you just it. say <laughs> <laughs> I, I never yeah, thought I could play basketball. I, I never think <laughs> he I, saw like he he was really he was his positioning was was impactable, man. Like he was really getting in good position, and mm-hmm. um and yeah, just flowing off that pick and roll. He was doing his thing, man. But yeah, like give the Lakers some credit, man. Like great defense. Um, but Dwight Powell, he's he he surpassed him tonight. Man, this game from Dwight, man, look. Might influence who my unsung last zero of the week is. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, Isaac, what you got? I'm kind of glad I'm going last. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk for a little while here. I'm sorry about that. Um, but um, I don't know if any of y'all were following me back in December before the season started, but there was there was a lot of talk about Dwight Powell and like you know how he's on this awful contract and we don't know how he's going to look coming off the injury. And I just, I said it then everything that people were saying was a hundred percent valid. Like he, he is on a bad contract and his, his future is uncertain, 
But when I see him play like he did tonight, it just kind of gives me the the hope that maybe he'll get back to playing like that more often. Because obviously he's not going to get 25 points a night. Like <laughs> nobody expects that. But the attitude I took from it is we're already in this situation. Like he's going to get the money one way or another. So I've just kind of always been rooting for him. Like I've just always been like, he'll get better. And people are like, what are you talking about? He sucks. I'm like, yes, but I need to believe that he's going to get better. (laughs) Otherwise it's going to be too painful for me. Like, and so just seeing him play well tonight and play better over the past week or two has just been really good because I, I want all of our players to do well. Like Marie said, like, I want, I want Boban to go out there and drop 50 and 20. Like, is it going to happen? No, but I want it. So it was just, I was just happy to see him finally get back into his pre-injury state tonight. You know what? I respect it. I respect it. That's how fanhood should be. You know, I was cheering for these trash dudes for years (laughs) without with reckless abandon and at some point it shifted and I just started getting annoyed with the trash. Um, but I should, I'm going to try to do better at focusing my anger against the front office and not against the players. Um, and I got to do, I got to do a little better about being hopelessly optimistic. Like I got to take some stuff from y'all too. Like it's both ways. <laughs> Bro, it's, it's getting hard to cover the maps to me, man. Wow. <laughs> <Ugling>. <laughs> Well, it's like they're so up and down. You you never know because one day they're like dominating the Clippers who are a good team. And then the next they're losing to the Kings who suck. And it's like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? And it's so funny because we might end up being a fifth seed. Like we we might end up having a successful season. You know, like everybody said, you know, we'll be fourth seed, fifth seed, you know, like the general consensus was fifth to third seed at the beginning of the season. And we're, we're, we're good. We we're, probably gonna hit that target maybe you know we might like, yeah and so it's so but but yeah. everyone I, I just feel so emotionally drained <laughs> by the time we got there <laughs> i have no faith that we're gonna do anything with that you know um it, it's yeah it's, it's been a roller coaster this team is so up and down literally last weekend when we recorded the last <laughs> me and Biggs were talking about like Man, we might drop down to the tenth seed. Biz was like, "Hey, man, we know we're gonna make the play-in." Like, I was listening to that earlier today. Like, and now with a fifth seed, like, what? Imagine. Just imagine. well, we're the sixth seed right now. Imagine what if we had got not we if they had gotten the job done last week against the teams they were supposed to beat. Hey, hey, and we won these games this week. I. It's crazy. Like, <sighs> kind of raw. <laughs> a, a shout out to LeBron James for not coming back. Thank you, God. <laughs> yes, thank I you. Know. I think I about that. I'm like, what would have happened good. if LeBron played these games? Would we have the same outcome? No. no. Yeah. Also, why did Montez Harrell play? Do y'all know? That was weird. I feel like they're in a weird spot with Drummond. Uh, yeah. Kind of, kind of a similar spot that we were in with, uh, or that we are in, I guess, with josh richardson where you gave this player a certain expectation and it's hard to take that away from him Mm. um i mean even marcus all got minutes over harold tonight that was weird to see like but remember marcus all was mad initially when drummond came in and he wasn't playing like right there was talks of potentially being bought out um and so 
they're, they're in a weird spot where they have all these guys that are worthy of minutes or think they are at least. And now they have to figure out how to integrate them back in. I feel like once the GM gets back, it's going to be a lot easier to move bodies around. Like nobody's going to yeah. argue with LeBron. If LeBron says, Drummond, you coming off the bench now, Drummond's ass is going to the bench. Like, that's yeah, just what it's going to be. Once AD starts playing 36, 38 minutes again, they won't have enough time to experiment. So I guess I get it. It was just right. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I, I have to believe the Herald has like agreed or whatever to do whatever it takes more the, so than the other. Um, than Drummond would have at this point. We'll see. I expect Drummond to end up on the bench at some point. Uh, I feel like he really could do more damage against backups. And that's the part that actually scared me about them getting him. Is that right, they, the death. They, yeah. They, yeah, that they would have him or AD on the court at all times or or Harold. Like, and that that's just a lot to deal with for anybody, regardless if you think they can actually play. Like when they're actually used and they're in there getting rebounds and putbacks and et cetera, and LeBron's on the court with them, then that's a problem. So, um, yeah, that I mean, that's pretty much it. I had all I had to say there. I don't know if you had anything to add, Reese, about that, if you wanted to save it for uh, the unsung. The white pile of God. <laughs> Brad Townsend yeah, just said he's so thinking bad. about the haters. I had, to, I had to step up and call him for myself. <laughs> You know, uh, I, I my mood changes every time we mention Brad Townsend on this podcast. <laughs> oh, sweet Brad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't I, like that. What's that 50 Cent video? I really don't like that guy. <laughs> I don't mess with him. Like. I, I don't like that guy. I'm sorry. I kind of like Brad, man. I kind of like He's him. He's sassy. I didn't realize how, like, sassy he was. I'm yeah. Like, He'll go off, like... <laughs> And yeah, it seems like off, he's, yeah. the, the people he's sassy the most to on the timeline are women. Mm. Mm. I, don't I don't think he's like discriminatory. You. I don't think he's don't like yeah, I, agree a bit. I don't know. I've like seen him pop he's, he's always been super nice to me. And he was uh, whenever I saw him at NBA All-Star Weekend, he was great. So I, I guess it's weird seeing him be uh I guess passive aggressive in a yeah. way in his tweet. I think it's kind of a so. bit. It definitely is. It yeah. definitely yeah. is. And he's leaned into it because the, the fact that he continued to do it after being called out many times exactly. realized that that's what it is. He's and, trying to uh, create this villain arc or something like <laughs> I think so, that's part of it, but I think but, he actually is like just petty, bro. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. he gets on his phone all the time and he's just petty. <laughs> and he gets annoyed by being asked the same question over and over. So my main thing with it was I understand being annoyed with it, but at least if you're gonna if you're responding already, mm-hmm. get either give the information or tell them how to get it. And he doesn't always do that. He'll say, you know, like already answered this question and i answer it every time blah 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 blah. whereas he could say you know like three tweets back or something like that like just just right or or he'll say like injury report comes out every day at five like yeah how are we supposed to know that like right like you might be talking to someone who just got on twitter who has never looked at your timeline he's a new fan in general yeah like i don't think he he should be more selective with who because i've i've seen him like do that to people that were like completely caught off guard 
because right, they, they just saw that he was question. right. They just saw he was covers the Mavs and just popped mm-hmm. up asking a question, and he's treating them like they're trolls that are like always in his mentions. Um, yeah, he does. I, I saw him. Well, when he has, guy. he has Sorry. a lot of trolls too. No, you're that, good. Right, right. <laughs> it's weird now because when y'all retweet his stuff, like, oh man, and I'm like. Well, damn, I can't see it because he blocked me. What'd he say? <laughs> oh, no. Hey, he blocked me. I don't know how he follows me, but he does. Uh, I've done my best to get rid of him. I got skin weight off me, but. It was during the off season. He, uh, Allie asked him a question and he was like, Oh, yeah, you no went reason. off on him. Oh, I remember and that. Yeah. I replied back and I went off on him like, Yo, Yeah, I remember that. Fill the fuck out. And he blocked me. And he replied, Just blocked me. You, I. That whole thing was ridiculous. So anytime, you know, don't uh, be weird about it. If y'all quote tweet Brad Townsend and I reply like, well, what did he say? (laughs) (laughs) I I always just post a screenshot if somebody asks. I don't want to get into drama. I'm just like, here you go. Yeah, that's Bobby Corolla for me. If if I ask for a Bobby tweet, send that that over. Uh, He he blocked (laughs) me again. Um, Again? He had me blocked a while back. There was some like beef with the Mavs social team and some people on Mavs Twitter and oh. apparently I was affiliated with those people and like somebody from the Mavs actually DM me to tell me to not associate with that person and I was like I don't know who you are like we've never had any interaction like why would I listen to you? why would I like act based on what you tell me to do right and the next thing I knew I was blocked by Bobby Corrala so um, <laughs> so that was fun but he unblocked me after a while I think there was some pressure put on there because I would like say I, I I would like respond to his tweets and be like I wish I could see this or I would like respond to people responding to his tweets right like, it would be great to see what the Mavs t- have put out from Bobby Garland oh I love it. <laughs> and then eventually unblocked me so but I'm, I'm blocked again I, I it must have been after uh, I've been going off on harp and I don't apologize for that because he is trash no like I always complain when I have to hear harp talk about basketball because he always says the same stuff. It's like listening to Chris Webber. I'm, it's 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 worse because, like, he's a Homer Dallas person, and like, I'm I'm a Dallas fan, so like everything he knows, it's not just that he's casual; it's that I am very sentient of the fact that he is just talking out of his ass. No, and when he says when he says you can't make fun of this Mavericks defense, I'm like, Harp yeah. can and I will. Like, it's like, bro, like there's no evidence <laughs> to defend your point. Like what are you talking about? Disturbatory, bro. It's just like too too casual, too like home focused, you know, like yeah, I can't listen to it. That's why I listen to the opponent's broadcast because at least I can like I understand that their takes probably sound just as bad if I was a fan of those teams, but I'm not. So I'd rather I have, I just, hear somebody else talk about it. I think I just listen to the Mavs broadcast with just kind of like a a sense of they're not going to give me analysis. They're just <laughs> I'm just gonna watch the game with fans. And it I, I kind of like that zone. vibe. It takes like, me out of my zone. Like I, I, I kind of yeah. like it too. It, it's endearing. I respect it's, it's it. To, like, it's, yeah, it's easy to watch. It's, you know, I don't hate the guys, <laughs> but yeah, it's not like. Uh, like I know I'm not going to get advanced analysis from them, but you know they're cheering when I'm cheering, and it's kind of fun sometimes. You know, it's not but, the yeah. product I want for the Mavericks. It's, it's not the product I want for the NBA necessarily, but you know it uh, it gets the job done to me. The know? best thing I I've mean, ever heard Harp say was after the Kings game, and he said, "This is a goofy loss." 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I was man. at that game actually. That was that was tough. Like I can't remember what game it was where he was like the Mavs are gonna win. I think we were down like 15 or something and it didn't get better after he said that <laughs> just oh just what what was the point of saying that uh anyway were you we about have, to say something we've gone on a rant oh my bad oh i was just gonna say that mark Falwell deserves all the love that's oh all. yeah 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 i, 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 I love mark, mark Falwell. he's such a good guy and it's just so fun hearing his voice especially when the mounds are just dominating on the court so yeah, follow his call good. for the Luca game winner was incredible. I don't know if y'all have heard it. But... Uh-huh. It's, oh, it was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, follow, follow Will's the goat. I think, I can't remember what it was. There was like a meme where somebody was like, who is the, the guy in Mavs Twitter that everybody loves? And follow Will's hands down, that person. Yeah. Um, so moving forward to the per- person that not everybody loves right now. Uh, see, see, Reese, I can do it too. Um, <laughs> Mark Cuban made some comments on the Luca and KP relationship this week. Oh, I didn't think those were the comments you were talking about. No. Wait, which one I did you, you were talking about? Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, the Cuban comments I thought you were talking about, I thought was the email you sent me a few days ago. What email was that? About changes in the front office. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, let's, let's do both of them. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, I was definitely talking about the, the Luca KP stuff. Okay. Well, you read that one because I got this one queued up. So I don't right, have to. Okay, cool. Uh, he was on um 105.3 The Fan. I think okay. that's 105.3 as a radio. So, but it said, uh, I've had situations well, we've had the right team and maybe not the right people around them, and we've made changes. If I think that's the case, then I'll make a change. But that's not the case, and I don't see that being the case. I see that being the case, so make some fucking changes. I mean, but how do you interpret that? You interpret that as like coaching or front office or to be honest, actual team? It's applicable to either one. The team coach in front office i mean i understand we just got to win against the lakers but i'm still going to be realistic about this some changes need to be made get okay. Tony nelson up out of there well not up out of there just like you know because <laughs> he doesn't need to go per se i just would like his role as an actual manager to be. get some more talent on the team so we won't have to go into games against the Kings and Pistons worrying if we're even going to come out with a W. Mm. Okay. Uh, let's go with Isaac. Isaac, did you, did you catch those comments when they were, were released and what were your thoughts? If you had any, I didn't catch the comments on the front office, but I caught the comments about Luca and KP. So I don't know if you want to wait for that. If you want me to say that now. Uh, yeah, we'll wait for that one. So you said you All didn't right, cool. catch the, the comments about the changes or whatever. No, I didn't. Okay. Jay, did you catch those? I did not, but, um, you know, I'm not a fan of the front office. I think we should drain Swamp. I'm down with that all the way. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Marie? I don't think I heard the exact comments, honestly. Okay. Somebody said that it was, was yes. Uh, it, somebody said that it was definitely a reaction to, I guess, talk of Carlisle being mm-hmm. removed. Mm-hmm. Um. 
it is what it is. Uh, I'm not, I don't, I don't think if I had the opportunity to ask the question, I wouldn't ask it in the, that way of just removing Carlisle. I would ask about the future of the team and what his vision is or what his plans might be for Carlisle. And he might not be willing to answer that question, but that would give me the answer that I need. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I, initially when I saw the quote, I thought it was about like players on the team, but it definitely makes it sound like he's talking coaching. So I don't have strong feelings about that as much as I have strong feelings about the front office. Uh, I do have the other quote up if you want me to read it on the Gracias. Okay. Proceed. Uh, on the same radio show, this was the same interview, uh, in regards to Luca and KP, he said, on the court, they are fine. He said, I mean, coach is coach, and coach kind of runs the show, so everything gets worked out on the court. That's not to say there aren't dust-ups, because there are. Also went on to say, I compare it to Jet and Dirk. If you remember when we first got Jet, Dirk was not a fan. Dirk did not like him. And we lost in a playoff series because Jet made a mistake against Nash, and that just made it even worse. They weren't <laughs> best friends at the beginning, but they grew to like each other and grew to be best friend grew to be great friends. And that's just part of the process. If you got young kids who are growing up, it took forever before Dirk and Jet did anything off the court together. A long time. Yeah, I mean, KP and Luca get along fine. It's just that they're different people. They like to do different things. So I, I have to give my immediate reaction to that first. Um, I don't think that the situation is comparable. With Luca and KP, I could give a damn if they're playing Fortnite together after the game. I don't think that they're, like he said, they're not similar people. They're, they're living very different lives. They've had very different paths to this point. That that's That's neither here nor there. My problem is that they don't appear to be communicating on the court. If you're yelling at each other, at least you're communicating. Like in a relationship, arguments are going to happen. That's passion, that's caring. When y'all just aren't even interacting with each other, that's when you know it's probably done in a relationship. Right. Like clearly there's something wrong and y'all don't even want to talk about it. So that that's where the problem comes in for me is like, why are they not communicating and interactive on the court? Um, I'm going to pass this off to the guests as well. Uh, We'll start with you, Marie. What do you have any thoughts about those comments or the situation as a whole? I mean, <laughs> it's hard because you see them play. Um, you can definitely tell there's some kind of tension, and you're just like, okay, what's kind of going on? But these past few games, they've, you know, there's a lot more communication between the two of them, and you're like, all right, maybe it was just us overthinking. And then Cuban comes out with these comments, and you're like, wait, so there are desktops? And it's just one of those things where you're like, what's what's the real story? Like, what's what's going on? And tonight, um, I don't know if any of you guys know this, but with KP on the bench, was he there? Was he not there? I don't know. So, I didn't so see. Somebody said that he was he was definitely there in, in the first half. I saw him on the bench. I saw him clapping. He had on a warm-up like he maybe thought he was playing. Um, and then somebody pointed out after the game that he was not on the bench in the second half. I saw um, that tweet, yeah. And so then there was speculation about why. Yeah, like, 
and he didn't post about the win or anything and then on his Instagram story like 20 minutes ago he posted about the UFC game and I'm like hmm <laughs> it just it, it just makes you wonder like what are his actual what are his actual feelings about being in Dallas Maverick okay and I don't uh, know if it's just Luca or I don't know I can't tell it's a very interesting uh, situation that you just want to be on the fly on the wall in the locker room for but you can't be <laughs> yeah yeah and nobody can be because I don't think they're letting journalists in the, the locker rooms right now either so we can't even get some behind the scenes sneak peeks but uh, Isaac do you have any any thoughts about the KP Luca situation um, the situation itself, I think, will resolve itself. But about the comments, mm-hmm. I don't know. I have a twofold problem with it. And I might be taking it too seriously, but I don't know. It's just when I hear stuff like that, the Mavericks have always been that kind of organization where they try to keep things, you know, they try to keep things close. They try not to let anybody know what's going on behind right. the scene. And so when he puts this out, it's he knows that he has to answer it because there's a lot of questions about it, but he forms his response in a way with key words or key players like Dirk and Jason Terry. Yeah. Dirk and Jason Terry led us to two finals and a championship. <laughs> I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to say to the fans, that's what Luca and KP are going to be. And they might be that, but they're not yet. So don't deflect from their struggles. Like, Oh, we're going to win a championship just address the struggles right that that's my thought on it right and i agree that the the team it's but besides the fact that they have inner bad interactions the team is not where that team was like we're still at the bottom of the west like you can't be comparing contending for finals with trying to make the playoffs reach yeah you can't compare the ceiling of a fifth seed to the title team like right right uh, Jay, you have any thoughts about the comments or the the, the relationship? Yeah, um, I agree with you and Isaac. Um, I sort of feel like it's a weird thing to um, it, we're getting into voyeur TMZ territory when we're like, oh, they should be <laughs> they should be playing Fortnite together. You know, they should be doing this. You know, like uh, re- relationships are complicated. All right, like up and down the hierarchy. You know, like no matter where any interpersonal thing is complicated. If they're having disagreements and stuff, it could be for a million. You know, like that is none of our business and it, it could be a million different things you know so like them not being buddy buddy i don't think that's really the story um i think what is the story though um and why this is in a, a kind of a big deal is the on-court chemistry like you said it's not it's not quite there there are stretches of time where i'm watching them two on a court and we might be we might be hanging in the game but when Luke and KP are on the court together, we're not always gaining the ground that we need to, you know? Um, and, and really I'm blaming KP for this because Luca, I think, I think if the Mavs were able to, if we were able to really, this is like a conversation for a couple of weeks ago, but if we were able to scratch our way to a fourth seed or a third seed, Luca, he could probably be MVP. I think he, he'd at least be in a conversation more, yeah. more so than NBA Steph. Um, yeah, if we, if we could get to the four seed, I think he'd be an MVP and KP is the reason why we're not a four seed, I think. And, 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 and yeah, like, and I, I, I'm blaming him for this. He's been injured. Yes. He's, he's been, you know, you know, load management, all that. We're paying him a lot of money 
he's supposed to be here a long time. You know, like we need bro out there. And when he, and, and even when he does play, he's not always, he's not putting up 20 plus all the time, man. He's putting up like 15 here. You might, you might have a cold shooting game here. And, and if you've been sitting out, I don't want to see you come back and, and, and put up the, like 14, bro, and have so, a cold shooting night and then, and then suck all the air out of the room. Uh, and if you are sucking air room because you are hurt, if you are hurt, bro, then don't be a then don't be an issue. Don't be a locker room cancer right. if, you're, if you're sitting on your ass all the time. And yeah, I'm totally being unfair. Like these are, <laughs> it's just, this is strictly business. All right, this is not. This is literally fucking business. I'm not playing. Um, like, uh, you know, I'm not playing the friendly stuff with him. It's um, mm-hmm. it's uh, I think it's like kind of unprofessional to be. I don't know. Like you can't be fighting with the with the with the guy who's carrying everybody. Yeah. And you're supposed to be right next to him. You're supposed to be right next to him. Like, like what said, do you have to be mad about? Him. Yeah, like what do you have to be mad about? Like you have the highest paycheck on the team and you get the rest a third of the season. Like Yeah. I would have been I don't know. I can't imagine. I'm just thinking me and my toxic ass. Like if I were on the mouse, <laughs> like I would have been begging them to get rid of KP like a few like a, early in the season. <laughs> it's probably a little, it's, you know, it's too late now to really do anything with that. Right. You know, like like right after that Giannis trade, oh boy, I would have been like, yo, what? Like let's let's who are we on the phone with? What are y'all doing? Let's go move, get this guy out of here. So, um, yeah, like if there's any issue, like we need to be full on Luca here. All right, so if KP's a problem, we need to figure out how we going how how we gonna get get the get the KP situation out. So I do want to say, like, I kind of want to combine your comments with uh, Marie's. Uh, Reese, did you want to add something first, though? Uh, no, go right ahead. Okay, so you and Marie kind of touched on something that I kind of have been speculating on myself, where with him having to rest uh, from game to game, and like uh, tonight, for example, he doesn't get to be part of that that win tonight where and even the other game he was hurt so he didn't finish the game um i wonder if a lot of it is mental in the fact that because he has to sit out games and then he has to watch the team win without him and then he he was out for the first 15 games of the season and i i talked about how it looked like we were starting all over with him like he looked like he hadn't played with them before like sometimes he looks out of place and uncomfortable I wonder if part of that is him not being able to get into a rhythm of feeling like he's part of the team because of how he's having to be dealt with. And I I 100% don't believe it's his decision at all. Like if it was his decision, I feel like he would be out there every night. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think think that that's definitely a factor here. Go ahead, Reese. Um, I personally, I don't agree because I feel like if you feel like you're a part of this team, whether you're on the court with them or not, you should feel a part of this team and you should feel like when they win, you win, whether you play or not. Right. That's how a team plays. That's how a yeah. team is. And that's I how think, a team carries themselves. I think that's where Jay's comments were coming from too, is like you accept your role, accept that pay, you're accepting that paycheck without any problems. Yeah, I was about to say, he's making way more than everybody else who's busting their ass <laughs> on the court. And so... <laughs> But I, I have to put myself in his shoes, like as a competitor, as a person who wants to hoop and will, like wants to be at the top and doing everything for my team. Like, how much of that contract is a burden on his mind? Like, man, 
I'm letting my team down by not being able to play. I'm letting my team down by not being a part of this game. Like, I don't know if it's more so, more so jealousy of feeling like he's not part of it or more so like feeling like he's, he's a failure, basically. Like, he hasn't gotten to be, to prove anything yet with the Dallas Mavericks. And I, again, I feel like I wonder if that's affecting him and maybe it's not so much against Luca in per, per se, but more so against just him versus himself, really. Yeah. Uh, and just internalizing that and not allowing himself to be part of everybody else, what everybody else is doing. That I understand more. And I think that's kind of something I alluded to. I think it was two episodes ago, the one we did when I was on vacation. Right. That, uh I said he probably doesn't necessarily even have issues towards Luca, but if there is an issue with them, I guarantee, I almost a hundred percent guarantee, that it's something that can be fixed mm. in ten to twenty minutes. All of them just sit down and talk about. It. Yes, yes. Mm. I wanted to add that. Yeah. Communication is everything. 100%. If it's something as simple as that, to where KP feels this resentment because he can't play, I guarantee Rick, Cuban, Luca, KP, to be honest, you can sit KP and Luca in a room by themselves. They're grown men. They're not going to fight. They can talk. I'm going to take this even further, bro. I think it's KP's obligation to take that step. Rick mm. is one that Rick has earned. Mm -hmm. Rick is a Mavericks legend. He's an NBA legend. He's got his ring. All right? Like, yeah, he's the coach. He, he, Rick is a legend, all right? And Luca is a legend, too. Luca is the guy. He's the MVP. And KP, you were getting all this bread. You were supposed to help us get there, too. You are older than Luca. You are, a, you are supposed to be a leader on this team. Luca is, is the one boosting everyone's confidence. Rick is the one coming up with these little creative leadership things here, the, the championship belt, like, like, KP, it's it's KP's obligation as a guy who's making them making more money as a guy who's got to who's older, um, you know who's had success in the NBA. K, KP's been through uh, scandals, he, you know he, he's been through media. <laughs> he's been dragged through the media, um, you know memes, you know, all, all that, bro. Like KP's been through all that. Uh, one more thing I'll add to, like, um, you know, like I said, I think K, I think KP's obligation to take that step. He's he's making this. You know, he's Luca's younger than him. Also, um, is um, man, what was I gonna say? We could come back to that point. I was gonna say something about um, how um, how KP could add to the situation. Something about that, but anyway, okay. yeah, KP and Luca scuffling. You know, y'all actually got me thinking, and I could picture a scenario where if it is what what we've kind of speculated here where Luca's or not Luca KP's feeling some type of way about not being able to be contributing the way he wants to contribute and feel, to feel like he's earning his paycheck or whatever the case may be. Um, <clears throat> if like, like you said, they had some type of sit down, some type of round table, some type of conference and everybody just kind of let him know like, Hey man, like we're all in this together type of thing. But like, how do you even initiate that? How do you acknowledge that and bring that to the forefront? Um, like does Carlisle take him to the side and say what's going on and have him open yeah. up that way or I feel like it'd be a Carlisle thing and so then that goes back to my <laughs> issue with Carlisle is I don't know if he's that coach I don't think he is yeah he's not think. gonna babysit mm -hmm. exactly can yeah. I pop in go ahead 
Um, I think it just, and this is a really, it's a really vague answer, but I think it's the only answer there is. I just, I think it's about the team, like how the team feels, you know, that championship team, they sat down before the season, had a team dinner and were like, we're going for the championship. Jason Terry got a freaking title trophy tattoo before the season. Like it's just, I don't know how to, I don't want to say it's the vibes, but it's the vibes. <laughs> like you have to feel comfortable with your teammates. And that's the biggest thing. They can be good together. You know, Luca can go hit a step back buzzer beater and they can celebrate on the court, but are they comfortable with each other? That's right. the question. Right. Yeah. Um, man, that it's tough. And I, I don't know if anybody else had anything to add there. Uh, I feel like we all got some good stuff out. I was um, going to say, um, I was going to, I was going to take us back to when KP first joined the Mavs. You know, he, he had that period where he was out still recovering from his injury. And then the following season, um, he had a rough start. He had a rough start to the season. And um, at that point we were just hoping to make the playoffs and he had a rough start. And I remember and we, we were covering Buckets and Beyond, my podcast. We were covering the Mavs at this time. KP, he, um, I remember pointing out during his post-game interviews when people would ask him, like, like how do you think you're going to get out of this slump? How do you think you're going to get out of this slump? KP, you could see in his body language, he was very down. I remember mm-hmm. pointing out, like, I'm worried. I wonder about his mental health. Like, you don't, nobody's asking him about that, but he, but you could mm-hmm. tell he shook. And, and, and I don't, I don't, I mean, he's grown since then. Like, that, that's not a thing that I've thought about or noticed as much since, since that first period of him struggling with the Mavs. But I, but you saw flashes of, I don't want to say mental health issues, but you saw flashes of like, man, like he's not, um, you know, he's not comfortable. He's not confident right now. Yeah, that's the key. That's, he, the, he that's the key word. You know? That's the key word is the confidence. And yeah, you saw flashes of him lacking confidence. <clears throat> I think it's still part of that, him carrying that, that New York media pressure mm-hmm. on his shoulders. And, you know, Mass fans kind of give it to him a little bit too. And I think he reads that stuff and he hears that stuff. And so every night in his mind, he has to prove the doubters wrong. And it that's just not a good way to carry yourself. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be conducive to happiness especially when you're going through a rough patch or like he's this year dealing with an injury um, when he's a rhythm guy, like if you can't get into a rhythm cause you're missing every other game and you know, you're going to play a certain way. Um, <clears throat> we're going a little long and I don't want to keep you guys hostage all night long. I, I had some thoughts prepared on the Tony Ronzone situation. I don't know if you guys are familiar. I can definitely skip those unless y'all feel it is necessary to do it. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that is, so I'll, I'll kind of introduce it. So, you know, 2018, the Mavs hired Sent Marshall after the mm-hmm. sexual harassment or- Oh, okay, yes. That's and, me. Yeah. Okay, I'm so, aware of this now. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he's the, he was, I should say, the director of player personnel. So. 2018, they hired St. Marshall. They put in a zero tolerance policy and came out with these big statements about how they were trying to change the culture from within. Last July, Sports Illustrated came out with a story detailing that the Mavericks had a new sexual assault allegation against director of player personnel, 
Tony Ronzone, and that those allegations were first raised in September of 2019, so almost a year prior. Sports Illustrated told the Mavs that they had the story in August and then decided to move with the story a month later when even though the Mavs obviously weren't ready, and I say obviously because they put out a statement that blasted Sports Illustrated for running the story, calling them irresponsible and poor journalism and being sensational, et cetera, and so forth, which was fine if y'all were communicating with each other. But then that statement turned to bashing the alleged victim. And that's where I feel like they kind of lost me as a fan. Mm -hmm. um, they went as far as mentioning the money that they spent to book flights to go meet her in places and things like that. They detailed just a lot of stuff that I didn't feel was necessary. Um, I'm actually in school right now for strategic communications and I'm in a crisis communications class as we speak. So this stuff was like right at the top of my mind. And uh, just reading back over that statement, I, I hated it at the time and I hate it more now because it did not come from a place of putting the public in a, in a position to feel comfortable with what was happening, first of all, or from a position of care, not just for the alleged victim in this case, but for potential victims who maybe were considering speaking up, but were scared to because that's the whole point of this Me Too movement is that people are scared to speak out because they're not sure how it's gonna go and it could cost them their careers. So it felt very heavy handed and like they were pretty much saying, we're not playing games with y'all. Uh, they sounded like they didn't care. Um, and in a situation where they are admitting that they don't have all of the information in the statement, I felt like they shouldn't have come out that strongly. And I felt like they shouldn't have felt the need to divulge the details in a way that kind of went on to sully the victim. Now, In my opinion, I felt like they needed to consider the message they were sending to the public and the potential victims, but maybe they were. Maybe for them, the important message to send was that they're not gonna tolerate these people coming out with potential false allegations, which I should have known because one of the things they emphasized when they put in their zero tolerance policy was false allegations being part of that zero tolerance, which in my opinion, again, should not be necessary when you're talking about this type of thing. Um, it felt like a, the last kind of like holding on to that all boys club vibe that they give off as a team and as a community and as what was going on before they hired Sid Marshall. So last, the beginning of this week, Brad Townsend quietly reported that it has been discovered that Ron Zoen is no longer with the team. Now, again, last July, last August, they came out, said that this person wasn't giving them information. They were done with the, the investigation has pretty much concluded. Nothing's happening. So Ron Zoen remained with the team, but now suddenly he's not with the team. No announcement, no clearing up of what happened or why. Did they get more information? Did more people come forward? Uh, I don't think it was an accident that they released that information the week of the Derek Chauvin verdict. That's just good, good management of the situation from a business standpoint anyway. 
Sports Illustrated ran an article about it. ESPN ran an article about it, but you have not seen any actual conversation about the situation, which allows people that actually care, like myself, to speculate on what occurred behind the scenes. Uh, again, a good effective communicator would get ahead of that and put out a small statement about how seriously they take the situation that they concluded their investigation and decided to part ways and then reiterating that they're trying to make a culture change since 2018 and they're glad to have been able to blah 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 like put something out to cover your behind before it gets to a point of speculation and having fans on twitter saying that they can't they don't feel right rooting for the team because of how you're just kind of sweeping this under the rug um for me, it felt like a sign that the culture behind the scenes really has not changed. And that at the very least, by firing him, they're just doing that to cover their behinds. Um, again, I did not want to keep you guys hostage. Did anybody have any comments on the situation at all? I just, um, uh, oh, you go. You can go first. You can go first. Um, really just two things. Um, and I mean, uh, the whole assault thing is, is just things that I've just been involved in in my life is kind of a triggering topic for me, just the whole sexual assault thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I just got two points. Um, I think that it really is and has been for probably forever. It is just a boys club. It is at, at the top. It's um, yeah. it, we're talking about sports. I'm talking about athletics, you know, um, it's a huge business. And, um, and, and when, when me too dropped a few years ago, um, you know, it's like, I don't know. I just feel like it's probably like a room full of guys. Like, like they're, in the, they're in the office, a room full of dudes, and they're like, oh, man, oh, bro, like, we're yeah. going uh, like, to get in trouble if they find out about it. But they've been doing it forever. And, and, and it's not like, okay, four years is going to just change. Like, okay, what, like, what do you think? You think they, you think someone got promoted into the board, into the board in four years? Like, no, bro. Like, I, yeah, I'm not going to say nothing's changed. I think that they've changed their behavior. And I think a lot of people have learned a lot. I've learned a lot, but, um, you know, it's still, it's, it's, it's the same thing, man. It's the same, it's the same people up there. It's the same people in control. It's the same people in Hollywood, the same people here, same people there. Yep. Um, so my thing is, I think that, um, I think that there probably is some uh, some things that we don't want to there's, there's things that we don't want to hear that 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 you know I don't yeah. think I don't think there's anything good going on and I think this is very cloudy and you know, very cloudy situation because of it's, it's we're in the fog of war um, yeah my other thing too is that people follow the dollar that's my other point just some mm -hmm. people will follow the dollar so if 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 it's a if it's going to protect your pockets you'll um I would argue that's part of the reason why people don't come forward with allegations. People don't come because you want to protect your job. I know for me, yeah. I lost. I, like it was the situation. You know, I eventually found out about the situation, but for a while, it looked like somebody was stealing. Um, was like hacking into my. It's a complicated situation. Basically, somebody was like doing a little data breach and stealing from me at work, oh, and wow. and I didn't want to report it because it's mm -hmm. like I like you know. Not yeah. I want. I want to give. I want to move up. I like my job. I like everybody there. I don't want to come off like I'm, like I'm trying to I'm start anything. Yeah, like I'm a like I'm a troublemaker. Like I'm you know, entitled to. You know, I don't want to you know. I don't want to come off a certain way. So I let it slide, and I mm. know. Oh God, I yeah, I just can't. I just can't imagine what people are going through, man. Yeah. So um, yes, yeah, so, but but you know, and, and I, I didn't say anything because I want I want that paycheck every two weeks. 
So of course I'm going to just be a good little boy and just do my work and not, not mm-hmm. say anything, you know? And that's so, the whole um, problem with the, the whole culture. And the idea behind this is that people are trying to protect their jobs. So that even made their statement hit even harder for me because they were complaining about her asking for money in the situation and like making it seem like she was just trying to scam them. And now that worked for them with the KP situation because that was legitimately a scam. But in this case, it didn't sound like that was the case. And someone who's an employee who's saying that a, a, a executive above her did something that it shouldn't have occurred. And she's probably thinking that I'm not gonna work here anymore. Of course, she's gonna ask for some type of compensation. Uh-huh. So I, I, I don't know, I, like, you know, it is what, I don't want to say it is what it is. It, it's a tough situation and I just wish the team had handled it better personally. Uh, was there somebody else to add some comments there? Um, I just, I just wanted to say that this is obviously a very, like y'all have said, it's a very tough situation. I didn't like, and I'm sure y'all all saw it too. I didn't like the discord I saw, the discourse I saw on the timeline from Mavs fans this week where, you know, people were calling out the team for this, you know, horrific culture they have. Mm. And there were other people replying to them like, oh, so you're not a real Mavs fan. <laughs> like that's, that's not what this is. Right. You know, if you want to, if you want to be a fan of this team or if you want to leave because of this, you shouldn't be called a fake fan. Like this is yeah. a, this is a real problem that's going on. And some people will say, well, that's the front office. I root for the players, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Right. But other people will say, I can't support an organization that condones that. And, and that's okay, too. Exactly. Nobody should be shamed for drawing their line in the sand. And I, I really hated seeing that on Twitter. You know, Twitter is obviously an evil place. It's not the real world. But <laughs> I, just, I just hated seeing that. I agree. I agree. That was, that was tough. Um, did anybody else have anything to add there? Okay. Uh, well, appreciate y'all letting me get that off my chest. Uh, <laughs> I know it's a tough subject. Um, let's take a quick break and then we'll we'll start wrapping things up. Reese will come in with his unsung hero. I knock out the weekly forecast and then we'll we'll hit these these final things, the uh, predictions for the rest of the season, playoffs, hopes, and expectations. If you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey. Spotify for podcasts is the perfect platform for you. They allow you to record your podcast and edit it, not only from your computer, but your phone as well. So you can do it on the go wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all. They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast, not only to the Spotify platform, every other podcast and platform as well just like that all you have to do is record edit hit publish and spotify takes care of the rest i use spotify podcasters to start my journey bibs used it to start his journey we used it to start the mavs outsiders journey and now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well to get started all you have to do is download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. 
All right, folks, welcome back after that quick commercial break. Um, we're going to get to wrapping this panel up. I've had a lot of fun here tonight. Uh, but Reese, it's time. The, we've been waiting on this all night. I was about to sing a song, but I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> give us that unsung hero. Uh, appreciate the alley-oop, Bibbs. I'm going to slam it home with this one, man. Uh, I, I've been <laughs> contemplating it all night. I've been going back and forth. Oh, man. I think this might be the most unsung, unsung hero I've ever done. So, whoa, uh, <laughs> rum roll, please. Uh, what the hell was that? Was a drum roll? That was like a. I'm sure it did. Oh, did. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Try this again. The walls got breached. Yo, I'm gonna add a sound effect in the in the podcast. Just go with it. Yo, I, if you give me one minute, I could literally give us a soundboard. <laughs> and he got that much time. Y'all yeah, ain't hear the drum roll like this, Dan. Too late. Not a not a sound. <clears throat> you know what? Mavs unsung hero of the week goes to Willie Cauley Stein. Ooh, oh, nice, good pick. Okay. Very underrated this week. Uh, came off the mm-hmm. bench for all three games. Uh, contributed. Gave us a spark off the bench. Every game we needed it. Uh, against Detroit, he came off the bench with eight points and four rebounds. Uh, the first game against the Lakers, we really needed it. He came off the bench with 11 points, eight rebounds, two blocks, a steal, and an assist. Small playmaking in there. And uh, as far as stats go, his um, weakest quote-unquote game was uh, today's game against the Lakers, which was eight points and two rebounds. But Eight points, 11 points, and eight points, uh, giving us the spark we need off the bench uh, to get those three wins in a row and contributing on the boards in one of those games and another one a little bit. Uh, Really, really contributed to the three wins that we got. I feel like a lot of people uh, didn't really recognize what Willie was doing in the three games. I felt he went under the radar. Uh, Honorable mention, to J.J. Reddick as well. Nice. Uh, he didn't get the award. I was going back and forth between he and Willie. Uh, sorry, Dwight. That one game is not going to get you the award. But uh, J.J. <laughs> definitely helped us a lot uh, in these last three games, coming off the bench, uh, hitting threes, hitting big shots when we needed them down the stretch. So shout out to J.J., the honorable mention, and the unsung hero of the week. Willie Cauley Stein Trill. Now, we'll alley oop it back to my boy Bibbs for the forecast for the upcoming week. What you got for us, Bibbs? Thank you, Reese. Uh, beautiful unsung hero. Uh, you definitely caught me off guard with that one. Uh, you, you know, regular Bibbs was going to mention Willie in the, the second Lakers game that 11 and 8 came in clutch. Uh, but let's get to this forecast. Uh, we got a jam packed week ahead for you, folks. Uh, we're starting out on Monday against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, swiping, no swiping. <laughs> no De'Aaron Fox on the menu. He's out due to COVID protocols, going to miss the next 10 games. Uh, Rashawn Holmes may be back. He's going to play in the next game at the very least. Uh, it's the first game of a back-to-back, so there's a potential that KP is going to sit that out. I think we mentioned that earlier in the podcast. Uh, the Kings did beat us in our last matchup, but without Fox, it's hard to look at them as a threat. Uh, rolling on over into Tuesday, again, it's the second night of a back-to-back. We play this 
I almost said Sacramento. My goodness, I'm slipping. <laughs> we play the the Warriors. Uh, Chef Cookie. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Chef Curry. She's Chef been- Curry has the 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 crab boil going uh, this week. <laughs> uh, he's been lighting it up. Uh, he's been burning it down. He's been flambeing it, if you will. Uh, MVP showdown between Steph and Luca on the docket, and don't look back too closely because the the Warriors are climbing. If they they steal that game from us, we they might be on their way. We then move over to Thursday. It's another rematch. It's the Detroit Pistons. Uh, they did push us the last time. We did take care of business in the end, though. Uh, not too worried about the Pistons, actually. The, the, the Mavs actually have me feeling good for once, and I, I feel confident in that game. I may regret that. And then moving forward yet again, we get a day off. Ooh, nice for the just the second time this week and the last time. Saturday. We play, do you believe in magic? The Washington Wizards. Oh my God. Uh, and they're rolling right now. They've won nine of their last 10. They've found themselves back in the play in seven in a row. Uh, third hottest team in the league behind the Knicks and Clippers, but nobody's talking about it. Uh, you know, I predicted the Wizards would be the sixth seed in the East. And if they continue rolling like they are, they really might be. Uh, we talked about Steph and his MVP campaign. Uh, Westbrook's not going to get on that list, but Dan, he has been hooping. Triple doubles left and right, 30-point games. Bradley Bills complimenting him. Uh, it, it really is not going to be a pushover against those Washington Wizards. Uh, that should be another good test for us on that Saturday. And to round out the week, again, this is another back-to-back. I expect someone or someones to be resting in this one. We finish out the week with the Kings yet again. Again, no swiper, no swiping. Uh, second night of a back-to-back, the Kings. Uh, three of these games should be easy. Kings with no Fox, Pistons, and then the Kings again. But that Warriors and Wizards, if we can split those, I'd be a happy camper. Uh, not sure about you guys, but we're trying to charge for that five seed. Uh, but that's it. That's all I got for this week. Back to you, Reese. That forecast felt like it took an hour for some reason. There were five <laughs> games, Reese. I'm not, I don't know what you want me to do. Why are you still doing the voice, Bibbs? Oh, my bad, you're right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I was about to say something, but you threw me off. With <laughs> uh, I feel like it has something to do. Oh, the Wizards. Yeah, there's almost no chance the Wizards get the six seed. Oh, no, I definitely don't think they're going to get the six seed, but oh, okay. if they can climb, they, I'm not sure what the standings are, but. They're, they're five and a half games behind the Celtics for the six seed. What's what's where are they at with this? Uh, the 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 heat should be good. They might be able to get to eight. They might be able to get to eight. Yeah, I but can, you know, know what happened like last time we said uh, three of those games should be easy. So we'll see. <laughs> you know what I've been saying could go one way, could go the other for too long. Give me four W's this week, Mavs. Give me four W's. You just jinxed it. Now we got four losses. <laughs> <laughs> one, and, one and four coming out. It's a deep yeah. bay about to go for 40 on us. Like. Oh, man. So much pessimism. So much pessimism. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, that was that was fun, I think. I had to do that voice for way longer than I've had to do it ever. Um, let's do these predictions. Isaac, what do you expect from the Mavs the rest of the season? Uh, this is our last panel before the playoffs, amazingly. So uh, what are your predictions for the rest of the season? What, do you, what seed do you hope that we get? 
basically. And then matchup wise, and I'll tell you who I think the matchup is going to be based on what seed you say, what are your expectations or hopes for, for what the Mavs do? All right. Um, I wrote about this in my post-game piece that I wrote today. So a uh, shameless plug, go check That's that out. That's a on my plug, Twitter. yes. Um, let's go. Um, <laughs> their schedule for the rest of the season, they have 13 games and 11 of them are you should win that game. The only losses that I would see and I'd be like, that's fine, are at Miami and at home versus Brooklyn. Mm. The rest of them, I feel like we should win. Now, does that mean we're going to win? Of course not. It's the Dallas Mavericks. But <laughs> I think that we should go 11-2. and two. Realistically, I think we go probably 9-4. and four. And I don't know the Lakers' schedule offhand. So I don't know how tough their road's gonna be. Somebody posted it yesterday, like side by side, but I could I couldn't find it. So I'll go a little optimist. I'll say we'll pass the Lakers. I'll say it'll be close. Ooh, we'll we. catch them at the end, and we'll be the five seed. That's my prediction. Okay. So playing if we play the Nuggets in that first round, what's your expectations for that series? I was I forget if it was with you or someone else, but I was talking about this on the timeline yesterday. People think that the Nuggets are just going to be this, or maybe not everybody, but a lot of people think they're going to be this pushover now that Murray's right. out. I think that they still have a good team. They got yep. Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, you know, Morris, Monte Morris, and obviously they got the Joker. They're not going to go home quietly. And you know that they have the home court advantage playing in that skyscraper of an arena. Like, yeah. so I just... I think that we're better off against Denver than we are against any of the other top four. And I would probably say Mavs in six, but at the same time, it could be Nuggets in five. Like that's how much of a coin toss <laughs> that series is. Like Sounds like you're not so... taking a hard line on this one. No, but I think that we'll <laughs> play well in the playoffs. I do think okay. we will. And would you be happy if we lost in that five, that series in five? Like, in would you five? be able to live with no. that? Okay. I would I would hate if we lost in five, but if we lost in six or seven to the MVP, that's fine. Okay, I can respect it. Jay, what you got? Um, man, Isaac, I think you're smoking crack, dog. I think we're gonna be a playing team. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nine and four, dude. Like that. Like, <laughs> have you seen the schedule? Yeah, I can run it down. Look the schedule, man. Like the schedule's. That's uh that's like that's some dark arts, bro. Like the schedule will, <laughs> will trick you and will tempt you like the devil, man. Mm -hmm. Like it'll be, oh well, that's mm -hmm. an easy win. No, dude, this is the Mavericks we're talking about. It's um, the Mavericks. I, yeah, I think we're a playing team, man. Like the, the 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 Lakers are in an unusual slump. The Blazers are in an unusual slump. The Warriors are hot. Um, you know, uh I now I do like us in the playing tournament. I think I think by that time we'll be like, all right, let's let's actually tighten up a roster. Let's actually tighten up everybody is, you know, we're all in now. You know, okay. kind of like how you saw us ball out in the bubble. You know, you saw us take on the Bucks. Everybody full throttle, we're balling out against them. You know, you saw us against the Clippers, obviously. I mean, you know, historical series there. Um, you know, so like when when it's clutch time, when it counts, if everybody's if everybody's healthy, man, I think we're gonna have some historic playing you know the first Mavs playing game I think we're going to make it to the playoffs one way or another but um 
Yeah, that, that's as far as I'm going to go. I think we're a playing team. And I think, okay. like, you know, the, the schedule, the standings are a little deceiving, as is the schedule. So you expect we end up seven or eight and then end up against probably Utah or the Clippers is yeah. how it's looking right now. Yeah. Would you be upset with a sweep in any of those against either of those teams? Uh, a sweep? Yeah, a sweep's always disappointing. I Five think games. Always, I think a sweep's always disappointing. You Four games in a row, bro? <laughs> <laughs> it's five um, games disappointing. Yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. See, so it's got to be six. Five games isn't terrible, especially if they're coming out bloody. If well, you know, if you know, that's a lot of games. So you know, there's gonna be ups and downs in those games. Five games, I could take that. Okay. Um, now, obviously, everybody wanted us to be. You know, we thought we'd be <clears throat> home field team this year. That's not. I don't think that's gonna happen. So, but I don't think that the season is a disappointment. But uh, yeah. Okay. I, I can respect it. All right, Marie, what you got? Um, <laughs> I think the Mavs are going to Mavs, and, which means they're going to piss us off, and we're going to end up in the <laughs> play-in tournament, no doubt about it, and <laughs> I, I probably, I think that's going to end up being the seventh seed, Um, but when, I, I have a good feeling that we make it into the play-in tournament just because we got Luca. Mm. Um, I just really don't want to play the Suns. I feel like if we play the Suns, we're just going to get demolished. I, we can't figure them out. We never will. Um, <laughs> but I'm hoping if we play the Clippers, I have a good feeling that we could do, pull out an upset. Ooh. If we don't, uh, if we keep our sixth seed and we end up, you know, playing the Clippers or I don't know how the seedings. It's going to be the Clippers or the Suns. Yeah. Yeah. I I'd rather it be the Clippers because I think we we figure them out more so than the Suns. Okay, I can I can so, respect that. Yeah, Reese, what you got? Uh, I think we're gonna finish at the seventh seed. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Uh, sorry, Isaac. The easy schedule doesn't do jack shit for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't. After <laughs> last week, I just can't. I I can't put too much faith in the easy schedule, even though I would love to. But I that's mean, fair. I say we finish at the seventh seed. Uh, unfortunately, that means we'll be in a play-in. Uh, how we're gonna do in the play-in? Ah, only team that really scares me in the play-in is Golden State, and that's simply because right. of Curry. Mm-hmm. So. I would say based off of that alone, uh, my confidence is high. But uh, against that team, I'm more 50-50. But I'm not saying we can't do it. Uh, We've seen this team play at their best, and we've seen how good they are at their best. If we can get that in the playoffs, I definitely think, depending on our matchup, we can make it out of the second round. But if we finish at the seventh seed and we're matched up against – that Phoenix, who knows? Phoenix, it's going to be the Phoenix or the Clippers, yeah. The tides might turn. You never know. <laughs> I'll luck. Hey, Phoenix get luck gets lucky against us in the regular season. We might get lucky against them in the playoffs. Who knows? Uh, I'm not going to say that we can't beat Phoenix, honestly. I just don't see it happening. So, okay. more than likely a first-round exit this year, but only our second year in the playoffs, so I wouldn't be yeah. – uh, you know, I was going to break out Optimus Bibs for this section just to piss everybody off. No. But 
<laughs> Y'all kind of brought the mood down. Do it. So. Do it. Hold on. Form an alliance with me. Come on. Nah, Come on. nah, nah. I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, I think I, I can't. We could very easily end up with this six seed. I told you on the last podcast that I expect the Blazers to do something in those last 10 games. They've been right there on the precipice while they're still figuring things out with Nurk just getting healthy. Um, so I think people are overreacting to this slide they're in right now. Same with the Lakers. We know LeBron's coming back. They're going to be okay. Um, I don't expect we're going to pass the Lakers. We got a very good shot at getting the six seed. The schedule is a factor there. Memphis could also get us, but they would need us to really mess up. Like we would have to lose three more of those games than we expect type of thing. Like two or three or more of those games than we expect. So uh, I believe Memphis is one of the teams we do play. Yes, we do play Memphis on May 11th. I think that's going to be a huge game. We play them well. That's a good matchup for us. Right. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where New Orleans is at that point and how hard they're playing because we'll play them after. Toronto is another team that can is capable of beating us if they're on and everybody's playing. And then finally, I think we close out with the Timberwolves who are being a-holes right now as well. Uh, they just beat the Jazz, for example. So, yeah, I think it is a dangerous stretch. It's a, a situation where we really need to, whatever energy we capture tonight, we really need to hold on to that to, to hold on to the sixty. Um, but then, like you said, first round, Clippers, Suns, the playoffs just stress me out. Like, I can't even think fathom talking about saying we're going to beat either of those teams but at the same time the back of my head says we have with the ability to i just can't do it i'm, I'm i just want to see us close this out hold on to the six seed and go from there like once we get to the playoffs then i'll be able to really feel things out as far as what the matchup is going to look like success for me is kp and lucas ending the season on their feet no matter what happens in that playoff series. That's all I want. Mm. And I think Respect. that's I think that's all we got, man. I this I, I don't know how long we've been recording. It's close Wrap to two hours. It up. It's close to two hours. Anybody need to plug anything? It's over two we, hours. Before we slide out. Yes, sir. Jay Bonnie here. Listen to Buckets and Beyond. Only on Spotify. Uh, we're on Instagram at Buckets and Beyond. And we're on Twitter at Buckets Beyond. Um, so we're active on everything. Um, ben is our host. He's a fantastic artist, great guy. Um, Andrew's co-host. He's a talented writer, really smart guy. Much, both of them are much smarter than I am. <laughs> um, you know, um, so yeah, check that out. I got music out. Just look at me, Jay Bonnie. Um, check out Tongue and Cheek, my band. And uh, yeah. And that's Bonnie with a Y, everybody. Yeah, J B O N N Y. Bonnie and the with a Y. Twitter at handle on, is J Bonnie T X. Yeah, at J J A Y B O N N Y T X. Th thank you, Jay, again for joining us. Appreciated your contributions tonight. Yes, absolutely, man. Love being on the pod, man. Pleasure <laughs> to meet you too, Isaac and um, Anne Marie, man. It's, it's been real. It's been real. Pleasure to meet you too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Marie, you still awake over there? I'm barely awake, but call <laughs> Mass Marie for a good time. That's all I gotta say. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna let that one slide. Uh, <laughs> Isaac, you gotta plug anything? Just follow the Twitter at I S A A C A P P E L T. That's it. 
And it, by the way, if you don't follow Marie, it's at Mavs Marie on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Reese, you got to plug anything. Uh, same as usual. Uh, follow me at Mind of Reese on everything. On Twitter, on Instagram, uh, my YouTube channel, Mind of Reese. Uh, Mortal Kombat review will be going up at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, let's, go. let's go. I have. I can. Uh, I can vouch for his YouTube videos. They're good. Thank you. I appreciate that, Isaac. <laughs> appreciate that. I'm doing something new with the uh, movie reviews. I call it a half and half review. It's uh, an homage and a reference to where I'm from, Baltimore. Half and half uh, uh sort of a thing here. Uh, regular review in the front. You know, second half of the review is spoilers, so it's a little bit for everyone. If you just want to get the, if you want to get a gist of what the movie was about. You can leave before the spoilers come. So, yeah, Mortal Kombat, uh, that's going up at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. And for myself, if you don't know where my stuff is by now, I don't know what to tell you. It is 2 o'clock in the morning on the <laughs> East Coast. <laughs> Thank you again to our guests uh, for, for hanging in there with us. Y'all have been great. This was a lot of fun. Too much fun, some might say. Uh, I'm going to have a ton of fun tomorrow editing this. But... <laughs> Thank you all for coming on. Is uh, again, appreciate you. And uh, if nobody else had anything to add, we're out. Peace. 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 Outsiders assemble. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. Hey, Brad, you know how Nationwide is more than an insurance company? Yeah, they're one of America's largest financial services companies. We get that in a song like Business Life Retirement. Or Nationwide's there to protect. I'm kind of the jingle guy. Not sure I agree with that. I'm not sure I like your hat. Well, it would never fit on you. Products issued by Nationwide Life Insurance Company or Nationwide Life and Annuity Insurance Company. The general distributor for variable products is Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. 
No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.